0: Hey there, friends, and welcome back to Work Less, Earn More. In today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different, kind of turning the tables. I am being interviewed by Joe Harris, also known as the Virtual Mama. Joe Harris is a copywriter, and in this episode, she's interviewing me about the 100K method so that she can learn how to better utilize it in her own business and for her clients as she's writing sales copy for them. So listen in to learn more about the 100K method. Joe asks some really good questions that I think will help you to understand how you can better implement the 100K method into your business as you are building 100K funnels to generate passive income for your digital course. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom.
1: here with me today, and we are going to be talking all about how to add a $100,000 revenue stream to your business. So my friend and YouTuber, Gillian Perkins, she is the CEO of Startup Society and the host of the Work Less, Earn More podcast. She has an amazing entrepreneurship-focused YouTube channel with over 25 million views, and she is teaching people how to start and build profitable online businesses that allow them to earn passive income and have a flexible lifestyle. Oh my gosh, like what I love about her business is that she makes time for family. It is not all about work, 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 but it is about having balance. So I'm so excited for her to share with you today. She is my go-to person for all things passive income. Gillian, welcome to the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Joe. It is great to be here. And you know, you said that something you
0: like about me is that I make time for family. And that is such a huge priority for me. You know, sometimes I get a little down on myself when I look at my competitors. And sometimes, you know, some of them are getting a little ahead of me. And then I remember, like, I know a little bit about their lives. And I know how much they work. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just fine where I am, right?
1: now. you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm so with you on that. You know, as a mom myself, and For those of you who don't know, she's a homeschooling mom of five. Like, kudos to you. I absolutely love that. So, I'm on the same page as you. We can see these people that are making all this traction, but just remembering, like, if you want a lifestyle business that's going to have room for what you love, you can't compare yourself to other people. You have to stay in your lane. So, totally get you there.
0: For sure. You know, I think there are so many different versions of success, and success isn't just about Having the most money in the bank, you know, we want to have a balanced type of success where we have, you know, enough money, a good amount of money. But we also want to have our time, right? And We want to be able to prioritize the things that really are important to us. And I think that that's something that's often so missing in the online business conversation is it's all about hitting those revenue goals. It's all about those numbers. I'm a numbers person myself. And that's why I said, like, sometimes I get down on myself because Mm -hmm. I see someone who is surpassing me. Because I can be a little bit competitive, but I think we just have to think about like, what do we really want in life? I don't think what anyone wants is to make a million dollars, but have no time or be miserable or something like that. Right. We want to have happiness. We want to have flexibility. We want to have fun and we want to make a good living doing so.
1: And we see it right. We see some of these influencers and people who are making massive amounts of money and then they're burning out. And even having to shut down their business for health reasons. So we are (laughs) seeing an increase of that. Yeah. And that's not what we want here. No, absolutely not. So one of the things I do want to emphasize too is I love what you said, Gillian. Like this is not just about making money. It's number one, creating a lifestyle for the things that you love, right? Making room in your life and also having a little bit of financial stability. Okay. People in, in my community hear me talk about this all the time. Ecclesiastes 11 to invest in seven ventures. Yes. And eight, you do not know what disaster will come upon the land. I talk about this all the time that you need to diversify your revenue streams to be able to protect your family and your business. So just know that we are not just all about money, 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 but it's a tool, right? So it's about what that can get you to the good that you can do for others, the flexibility in your schedule, and also the protection for your family. So Gillian, I would love for you to share your story because one of the things I love is your transparency. And you talk about the fact that when you started your business, you were living paycheck to paycheck and it wasn't all easy for you. So for those who are not familiar yet with your story, can you share a little bit about that and what that was like?
0: Yeah, I'll try to keep it brief because, of course, you know, there's less I could share. But I'll start by just saying I don't want anyone to get me wrong when I was saying, you know, that we want to have our version of success, that we want to have that flexibility, that we want to have fun, that we want to be happy. Like those are the most important things. But I don't want anyone to get me wrong and think that I'm saying we have to choose between those things or making a great living because I am a firm believer in kind of a have your cake and eat it too mentality Mm -hmm. that I don't really believe in binary options where it's like you can either have this or you can have that. You got to choose. I always like to think more creatively, think outside the box and figure out a way that I can have all the things that are important to me, and of course, you might have heard the saying, you know, you can have anything, but you can't have everything. I don't think we can have everything, but I do think that we can have in relative proportion, you know, the things that are most important to us. And so that is my priority when it comes to my business. And I think that you'll see in my story, like why this is the case. But when it comes to my business, my goal is to make as much money as I can in as little time as I can so that I can have that balance. So, and when it comes to my story, I would say that I was kind of like, A born entrepreneur, I've always been someone who kind of thought outside the box and like looked for that third option. And from the time I was a kid, I was the kid who was having the lemonade stand or was going door to door selling flower bulbs to my neighbors and things like this. None of these ventures were ever like very successful at all. I never made very much money, but I didn't let that stop me. I just kept trying different things. And then when I was about 14 years old, I started a business by accident. I wasn't trying to start a business at all. I was in a homeschool band, because I homeschooled myself. And one of my friends said, I need your help. You need to teach me how to play the flute because I'm in the band playing flute. I don't know how to play the flute. And so she told me that I like needed to give her flute lessons. And I said, I have no idea how to do that. Like, yes, I know how to play the flute, but I've never taught anyone anything. You know, sorry, but no. And she was very persistent, thankfully. And she ended up just like coming to my house and be like, Teach me what you know. And that started a whole career, really, of being a music teacher because she started telling other people who she knew that I was good at teaching piano and that I was good at teaching flute. And so I got this whole roster of students and it ended up growing so big that I had to rent out a studio and hire other teachers to help me. And it turned into one of the largest music academies in the Northwest, specifically in the Willamette Valley. And so I did that for about 11 years. And there were a lot of great things about that gig. You know, I got to work with the kids and it was fun. And it was flexible in some ways. And I liked that I was my own boss and I got to, you know, call the shots. That was great. And I would also say it was easy work as far as work goes. You know, it was not backbreaking work by any means. But there were a few things that just kind of killed my soul about it. And Mm -hmm. the main one was that every day, the hours I had to work were from about 3 p.m. until about 9 p.m. That was when the kids Mm -hmm. were out of school. That was when I could teach lessons. And in order to make enough money just to support myself, I had to do that every single day, even Saturday. Mm. And so that meant that I had no social life because that was when my friends were potentially like available after their jobs. So I never got to see my friends. And I I hate that I'm this person, but I'm the person who if I have something on my schedule later in the day, I can't get anything done earlier in the day. I spend the whole morning like preparing for that thing I've got later on and thinking (laughs) like, well, I'm not going to get to do anything fun this evening. So I'm going to like just relax all morning. So I was very unproductive with that schedule. And then I had my first child, my son about nine, he's almost 10 years old. So about 10 years ago. And that schedule also was like really rough with that because my husband was working a nine to five. So I also wasn't seeing my husband very much. And now we're trying to figure out like, how do we continue to work Mm -hmm. our jobs, but also take care of the child? And so I knew that something had to change. Now, when I was kind of later in high school or early college, I had read The Four-Hour Workweek and that like really inspired Mm -hmm. me and it just fed that like third option part Mm -hmm. of me. I don't think that it's a great guide for like how to make money online, but it really does open your mind as to alternative ways Mm -hmm. to earn a living and ways that you could potentially earn passive income even. And so it just really gives a lot of different ideas and insights. And if anyone hasn't read that book, I would totally recommend it even today for our work week. It's a great one. Anyway, and so it had opened my mind to the opportunity of maybe earning money online, maybe earning more while working less. And so I started pursuing some different options like this. I started trying to make money online in different ways. And I'll also mention that throughout that 10, 12 years of running the music academy, I had been trying some different things, and I thought it was i don 't know what I want to be when I grow up, so i'm going to try this career i'm going to try that career so I'd started a bunch of different businesses, some of them were successful, and I ended up selling, some of them mm-hmm. failed, some of them just kind of pittered out and you know didn 't amount to very much. but I was trying all these different things. I thought I was looking for what do I want to be when I grow up Turns out ten years later, I realized that's not why i'm starting these businesses I'm starting these businesses because. I am really interested in business. I love Mm. entrepreneurship. I am in love with marketing. I find it fascinating. And sales psychology is totally my jam. And so that led me to deciding to form a personal brand around marketing. Although I will say it didn't start out quite as that. At first it was, I love marketing. So let me help other people with their marketing. You know, I've learned all these things from starting up these different businesses. Every single time I had to somehow build that brand, I had to get an audience. I had to get those first clients. And so I'd learned really effective strategies for doing exactly those things. So I started a small marketing agency, started hiring people to help me with that. We were doing like web design and copywriting and email marketing. Only for me to discover that I do not enjoy doing client work. I don't think it's the right fit for my personality. I think that when I was 14 and that friend approached me about teaching flute lessons, she hit the nail on the head and discovered that I was a teacher. And I can just see it now. It's every bone in my body being a teacher. It's what I've done most successfully in every version of every career or business that I've Mm -hmm. had. And so I quickly discovered that with the service work that it did not really play to my strengths. It didn't really work with my natural inclination schedule. And so I decided to pivot my business to instead teaching people how to market themselves. There was another motivation here, and that was that I was feeling frustrated with clients coming to me, asking me to help them market their business. And then me realizing that their business had fundamental issues. They had Mm -hmm. strategy issues in their business. They wanted me to run Facebook ads for them or write their new website. And it didn't matter how good of a job I did with that piece. It was not going to make them any money because their business was fundamentally broken. And so I realized I need to teach these people how to market for themselves so that they can see those issues for themselves. And I need to teach them how to work through those issues Mm -hmm. for themselves which basically led me to where I am today, where I have a YouTube channel with closing in on about 700,000 subscribers, where I teach business strategy and marketing on YouTube. And that is exactly what I saw that I needed to do when I was running that marketing agency. It is what I saw people needed when I was running that marketing Mm -hmm. agency. It led me to starting a podcast where we go even deeper than we can go on YouTube. Because as much as I love YouTube, what works the best on YouTube is like 10 to 12 minute videos that are pretty fast paced or else very aesthetic. And when it comes to business strategy, a lot of the times it's neither of those things. A lot of the time we have a deeper conversation. We need to get nerdy. We need to, you know, really ask the tough questions. And so we have the podcast. And that is, as you mentioned, work less, earn more, the show. And it's also led to the creation of Startup Society, which is a membership program for beginning entrepreneurs. Like, how do you get your online business started? You know, what is this online business thing? How do I make my first few dollars? we launched a program called Validate is an eight-week accelerator because I saw this big need for people who had a business idea and they were trying to turn it into success. And then they came to me and they said, Gillian, what am I doing wrong? Like I'm posting on all these platforms. I have this email campaign set up. I build a evergreen funnel. I'm not making any mm-hmm. money. And I looked at their business and I thought, I don't think anyone wants what you are offering. You know, I'm, I don't think anyone wants to buy mm-hmm. this product, but I felt like, who am I to say that? Like, there's all sorts of products in the world that are hugely successful that I have no interest in buying, right? So I did not feel even as like a marketing professional that it was my position to tell them that no one wanted their product. I thought I need to show them how to figure that out for themselves. I need to show them how to go out there and find potential customers, talk to those customers and actually offer the potential customers their product Mm -hmm. and see what the reaction is. They need to get that information from the market, not from me. So we created the Validate Accelerator program to do that. And then last year, we finally launched our flagship program, which is 100K Mastermind and the next level program for the people who have either taken the startup society route or they've gone through Validate, but they have created a product, they have tested it, they have started their business, and now they are ready to scale to six figures and beyond. They're ready to build a passive sales system that generates sales for them consistently because that is something that I see that's missing in so many entrepreneurs' businesses, especially Mm -hmm. in the online space where it's pretty quick and easy to just start up a business, right? You know, it doesn't take a business degree. It doesn't necessarily take a whole lot of strategy or even a whole lot of thought or planning. So they start up a business. They've got something they're selling. Maybe it's working. Maybe it's not. You know, but if it's not, they try a few more things. Okay, now we've got something that's working. And then it's feast or famine from there. It's let's do a big push, a big promotion. We've got a few sales. Awesome. Things are going great. And then now no one's buying, you know, because either we're not actively launching or because we stopped pushing on like the Etsy pedal, the Etsy SEO pedal, you know, so now they're not making their sales on Etsy or they stopped going really hard on YouTube or on Instagram. So their sales peter off, but they've taken their foot off the gas. And so my whole focus with 100K Mastermind is let's build a system that's not just an evergreen sales funnel. That's a very important piece, but Mm -hmm. plenty of people teach that, right? But let's build the best evergreen funnel we can and pair it with an evergreen traffic generation system. Mm -hmm. We need an evergreen traffic system so that you have consistent leads going through your funnel because otherwise you're not going to make any money.
1: This is so good. So much to unpack here. Wow. Okay. So one of the things that I love that you said in sharing your story, and thank you for sharing that and your transparency, is that It's okay to pivot. It's okay to try different things and realize, hey, this is not for me, right? Because we all need to start somewhere. And I have people in my community all the time. They're like, I'm scared to try this. I'm scared to niche down. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay because you can change your mind and it's totally fine to change your mind and change your business. Like your business is a living thing that is constantly growing and developing and just expect that there's going to be changes and you can totally change your mind. Okay. So, Gillian, can you talk a little bit more about this method that you teach inside your program and how it's helped you? Because this is just like people need to know this. Like if you want to earn passive revenue, if you want to add a passive revenue stream to your business, selling digital products, courses, and we're going to dive more into what options you have there. But Gillian, please share a little bit more about an overview of your your method.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So, well, first, I'll just speak to what you're saying about like, it's OK to pivot. Absolutely. And especially I would say that is the blessing of starting out. That's the blessing of having a small audience. That's the blessing of not having yet created massive success. As soon as you do get to a certain level of success and well, just I would say the more successful you become, the harder it gets to mm-hmm. pivot. You are steering a bigger ship. There's more on the line. There's more to lose. When you're first starting out, there's nothing to lose, right? You haven't created that success yet. And so you can try this and you can try that. And I love that about my story. I love that I did that in the past. Mm -hmm. I wish I could still do that as much as I used to. I still try to embrace that as much as I can. But I just I loved that. You know, of course, it was it was challenging. Right. But it was so good. And I learned so much doing that. Okay, so let's move on to, like you said, talking about the 100K method itself and how it works. So I already spoke to one of the major tenants of it, which is that we're not just building an evergreen funnel. We are building also an evergreen traffic system to pair with it. You have to have both pieces. You have to have a sales system and you also have to have a traffic system because the only way you can make a sale is first you need a product you're selling. I'm assuming that everyone here has found the product, has created the product. If not, you know, that's the first thing to work on. Once you know what you're selling, you then need two things. You need a sales system and you need people. You can't make any sales if nobody knows your product exists. So you need to have a system for that. We don't want to leave that to chance. We also don't want to leave it to your motivation, right? To you putting in hard work hour after hour, day after day, week after week to continually generate those people. We need a system for that. So that's one of the major tenants. Another major tenant of the 100K method is iterative testing. So what I mean by this is that we are testing every piece of the funnel before we launch it. You know, we're building this big system. And the last thing I want anyone to do is to put a few months of their life into building an evergreen funnel, maybe even into building those evergreen traffic systems, and then try to turn it on and find that it doesn't work at all, that it's not making them any money and have no idea why. So instead, what we do is we build a single piece of the funnel and immediately turn it on. We immediately launch it. We immediately push it public. And we see the results that it creates. And then we can pivot from there. We can tweak some things. We can completely overhaul that piece. So just to give a a few little examples of that, it starts with the validation process. Mm -hmm. So at the very beginning, before we go out there and try to launch a product or anything like that, we just put out some feelers. We just put out some messages on social media. We just send some emails to some friends, call up a friend. We talk to people we know. We ask them what they think about this product idea we have, and we really listen. And we have a a process for that because I don't want it to just be, you know, I'll just go talk to people, right? No, we've got specific questions that we guide people to ask so that we can get that information. From there, we move on to actually talking to prospective customers. We want to find out what those prospective customers actually want, why they want it, and what is stopping them from getting it right now. Those words are gold because not only does this tell you, is there demand for the product, you know, that initial outreach there, but it also gives you the words that your prospective customers actually use to describe what they want. Copywriting
1: 101. Yes, Yes, absolutely.
0: Exactly. Yes. Copywriting 101 for sure. We want to hear those words that the customers are actually using and say them back to them in our marketing because those are the Mm -hmm. words that are guaranteed to resonate with them. The words they're guaranteed to relate to, the words that they are guaranteed to understand and to make them want to buy. So that's just like the first little example is we don't move forward with even launching the product until we have done that first little round of testing. Then we move forward with launching the product for the first time, the beta launch, okay? We beta launch, most people who go through the program, they beta launch before they've even created the product. We beta launch a live version of the product. So for example, if you're gonna teach a course, I don't want you to film all the videos. I don't want you to set the whole thing up. That would literally take you months of your time Instead, we want to launch a live, really light version of it. So I'm talking a cut down number of lessons. We're going to present them during like live Zoom sessions. Or if you don't want to do live and there's a few reasons why you might not want to, we can pre-record them, but just pre-record them each week and then send them out. We don't need to set up a whole platform for it, right? Because this is going to be so much leaner, so much quicker for testing. And that's exactly what we want to do. We want to test before we invest hundreds of hours of our time into something that is untested, unproven. (laughs) And we continue that process throughout the entire process of building the funnel, well, of creating the product, of building the funnel, and then of building those evergreen traffic systems. And for that reason, it is guaranteed to succeed because we have made sure that each part worked. So that is the other major tenant of the 100K method. And then the final piece is that with every piece that we create, we are optimizing for the highest conversion rates. Now this is kind of like a no brainer, right? But a lot of people build their whole funnel and then they don't really know how different parts of it are converting. But we have a ton of testing that we have done in my business and in hundreds and hundreds of customers' businesses where we have found which strategies work. For example, what is the right structure for your sales email sequence, your email sales sequence, right? What order should you send those emails? How many emails should there be? How frequently should you send them, right? What should the content of those emails be? Well, We have uh, so much testing. So now it's not just you and your business testing things for yourself. You know, maybe testing this sequence versus that. Okay, you've got a little bit of data. You get to build off of all the data we've already accumulated on what works. And then from there, optimize for your audience. So it is a much more effective process for creating the highest converting piece And this is really key because each conversion rate in your funnel is a multiplier. So what I mean by that is let's take the very first piece at the top of the funnel, which is the traffic coming in. If you have twice as much traffic coming into the top of your funnel and it's the same quality of traffic, then you are going to ultimately make twice as much money, right? Half as much traffic, half as much money. But that is true for every piece of your funnel. So for example, for your webinar opt-in rate, if webinar is one of your key sales vehicles, then if you can double your webinar opt-in rate from say 20% up to 40%, that's gonna literally double your revenue. Now, a lot of the time we're not talking about doubling. You know, that would be very significant going from 20% opt-in rate to 40%. But if you can increase each of your percentages just a little bit throughout your entire funnel, you know, going from a 20% opt-in rate up to a 25% opt-in rate, those things have a multiplying effect and can hugely impact your monthly revenue. So that is another tenant of the 100K method. We want to optimize each of those conversion rates very strategically. And the end goal here really is to create that consistent monthly income, an income stream of at least $10,000 per month. And as you mentioned, Joe, a passive income stream. This is going to be built on an evergreen course. It's going to be an evergreen funnel. It's going to be an evergreen traffic system. Now that's not to say there's not maintenance. And if we're being most accurate, I would call this semi-passive. There will be some maintenance for upkeep of these systems. Absolutely. I want to be totally upfront about that. But this will not be you actively working with customers. This will not be you being on a content hamster wheel, having to make content every single week. This will not be you getting on sales calls. None of those things. That is what enables me to run my business in less than 20 hours per week, every single week. And that's even with me doing all sorts of unnecessary things for these funnels. You know, I've got these funnels that are making the money, but I am addicted to growth. I'll just put it that way. And so just to maintain my funnels, I would say it's probably five hours a week or less. And then I spend another 15 hours a week doing things to expand my evergreen traffic systems even more, doing things to test my evergreen funnels, optimize them even further, launching new courses and doing all sorts of unnecessary things. But just because I want to keep growing but to just keep things stable five hours a week
1: or less. Oh, that is so good. And there's so much to unpack. But let me tell you all, you know that I have an agency, but I also have passive income streams myself. I have a course myself. It is totally doable to be able to create this. And like Gillian said, it's evergreen, which means it's you know running all the time in the background and you can still go on offering your services. So you do not need to change your entire business. You don't even need to change your name or anything. If you want to start a new business under a different brand, you can do that. But you can definitely market to your existing audience that you have. And now you have your services bringing in that money every month. But now you have this passive income as well. That's just helping you increase your income without actually working more hours. So it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I didn't mention, I think this has probably come through in what I've said, but The 100K method is specifically designed for selling courses or similar types of products online. So people use it to sell memberships. We have people use it to sell live, like programs, like group coaching programs, that type of thing, or accelerator programs. It's the sweet spot for the 100K method is between $100 and about $2,000 in terms of like a product price for the specific tactics that we teach in the 100K Mastermind program. And we've had plenty of students use the strategies, use many of the strategies to sell cheaper products or more expensive products or to sell services or other types of products. But the course is really catered to the course creator type of entrepreneur.
1: And that is awesome. Can you talk a little bit more? You mentioned courses. What other kinds of digital products might be a good fit for this?
0: Yeah, so the reason why courses are especially good fit is really because of that price point. Like yeah. sure, you could another type of digital product is like an ebook, right? But what we found is that the ebook or other related products, they're too inexpensive, and so you have to make such a volume of sales yeah. that you have to do a lot more effort with the audience building or the evergreen traffic system building in order to really have a sustainable business and to hit that revenue goal. And then on the other hand, if you are over about that $2,000 mark, then a lot of the time you end up having to get on sales calls and have a much more kind of hands-on sales experience to be able to close the customers. So that's why we focus in on that $100 to $2,000 price range for the products, because that is the price range that I've found enables me to work less and earn more. We can use an automated system for that price range. Now, that's not to say the product has to be a course, though. It could be some other type of digital product. It could even possibly be a physical product in that range. However, like I said, just the course is catered towards course creators. We also have people who very successfully sell memberships that are in that range. The memberships can potentially be a little bit less expensive, like as low as $50 a month although we see the most success with people selling products that are at least $100 and you know that is the the range i really recommend that we stick between about 300 and 1500 that's the sweet yeah. spot right there like a few hundred dollars it's relatively easy to get conversions at that rate like we regularly see 5 10 20% conversion rates but the transactions are substantial enough that they add up pretty quickly and you don't need that many sales to make a great
1: living each month. Oh, I love what you said because when you have a smaller audience, selling a larger price product helps you make more without waiting till you have a very large audience. And that's really like the secret ingredient. And that's really what helped me be able to launch my course as well. It is so possible. And you don't have to start with a large audience at all. So Gillian, can you speak to those who don't have an existing audience? Because you started with zero audience yourself. So you feel the pain, you know what it's like. And can, so can you speak to maybe, you know, some of the methods that can be used when you're getting started to kind of get some traction and just kind of like what people need to keep in mind going into it if they're starting from scratch?
0: Yes, certainly. So, yes, as you mentioned, like, of course, I started with no audience everyone does. Like, that's a secret, right? Everyone starts with no audience. So you're not alone if you don't have an audience. Now, there are two schools of thought on this. And I would say I ascribe to both of them. Like, they both work. (laughs) But there's two different methods that you can use here. One is prioritize your audience growth first, because as And I used to focus more on this. I used to say, you know, well, you want to focus on your audience growth first because I had experienced being frustrated with trying to sell things then finally realizing, wait, it's not that my sales systems don't work. It's that I don't have an audience. I don't have anyone mm-hmm. who I am selling to. So it doesn't matter how great my sales page is or how fantastic my emails are. If I'm not sending them to anyone or if there's three people on my email list, of course, I'm not making sales. So I used to really harp on this and tell people, you know, you got to build your audience first. Then I discovered later on, I learned some sales tactics that work really well, higher conversion rates. Now, you still have to have people, right? But you can do it with, like you were saying, Joe, a much smaller audience if you have the right conversion tactics. And so now I think, you know, you can approach it either way. And it really depends on what business you want to build and how much you want to invest into content creation. Because if you want to build your audience big, you do have to create content or else invest a lot of money in ads. Most people go with the content route though, because who has got tens of thousands of dollars to invest in ads? And if you try to take that kind of shortcut, a lot of the time, you don't learn some important lessons along the way about what people actually want to hear or consume from you. So the organic route, it's kind of the only route when it comes to building an audience. So do you wanna create a lot of content? Is that something that is interesting to you? Do you want to build an audience? Do you want to have a platform? Do you want to have a large email subscriber base? Maybe because there's a lot you want to share for free. Maybe you want to have a bigger impact on the world than just directly on the customers that your business serves. In that case, you know, you might go that route, start building that audience. But either way, you can start making money a lot sooner by using small-scale sales tactics. It's kind of like grassroots mm-hmm. sales tactics. I always say focus on personal, focus on direct, focus on one-to-one connections. We want to have those sales conversations because the conversion rates we see with those sales conversations, when they're done strategically, 30, 40, 50, even higher percent conversion rates, as opposed to email marketing, webinars. Those things are phenomenal when you have a really large audience, because there's no way I could possibly talk to the hundreds of thousands of people in my audience one to one. Right. And so I'm able to make a lot more sales using those mass marketing tactics. But the honest truth is that email generally only converts at one to two percent max when you have a large email list. And then webinars. I love webinars. They work great. And I sometimes get conversion rates as high as 20 to 25 percent, which is way above the industry standard, I'll just say that. But that still is lower than I could get if I was talking to individuals one-to-one. If you've only got 50 potential leads, talk to each one of them. That is absolutely going to maximize your revenue. You're going to make twice as much money than if you send those 50 leads to a webinar, even if it's a great webinar.
1: That's so good. So how many people do you think it would be good to get on your list before you start thinking about creating a product or beta selling a product?
0: So honestly, when we run our Validate Accelerator program, we have the people beta launch with no people on their list. Like they don't have an email list of even five people. Now that doesn't mean they don't have five people on a list. They've got five people on a list. It's their internal mm-hmm. list. It's their list of people they think might be interested in their product. And for that list is actually a lot more than five. We'd Aim for them to have 30 to 50 people on that potentially interested list. But these don't have to be people who have opted in because these are people who you're just going to check in with and find out, hey, where are you at with this? Any chance you're interested in this? What do you think of this? We've got a whole structure that we walk people through for turning those not even yet leads into customers. So don't hold yourself back and think like, I need to post on Instagram until I get 50 people on my list, then I can beta launch my product. Because honestly, that can be really tough. Sure, sometimes people get lucky and their audience explodes. But converting people from social mm-hmm. to an email list is hard. Instagram does not want people to leave. Not sense. even YouTube wants people to leave, okay? That, that You are totally working against the algorithm in its most base level. The algorithm is designed on any platform designed to keep people on that platform. And Mm -hmm. so if you are trying to send them, convert them from Instagram to your email list in hopes to eventually sell to them, you are just playing the hardest game, honestly. And so it can take a year just to get 50 people on your email list. And then you finally launch. And then if you launch with those mass marketing tactics like email marketing, you might make zero sales. Yeah. So we want to completely reverse this. We want to focus on building connections. I would definitely encourage you to focus on networking when you're first starting out rather yes. than like trying to build your email list. I'm not saying like don't create content. It's great to start working on building your audience. I would highly recommend making YouTube videos or podcasts or blog posts, even Instagram, right? If you want to work on building your audience, just don't try to convert those people. Use that yeah. as your net to start getting people yeah. to talk to you. Talk to them on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And that is really where the the gold of Instagram is. Now, I'll also just mention, like, on the flip side, I was talking about how, like, every platform wants to keep people on the platform. That is true with a couple exceptions. There are a few platforms that are designed in a different way, designed to send people off the platform. They're designed to refer traffic. I'm talking about things like Google. Google is literally designed to refer traffic. When you go on Google, Google measures success by how long someone is off of Google. OK, facts. Yes, so, like facts. Somebody goes to Google, and they search in, you know, what cat should I buy? What what were you to catch? Should I buy? And then they see these search results. Google wants that person to get off of Google as fast as possible, stay off of a Google for as long as possible and hopefully never return because they found what they wanted. And so it just works in your favor to play to that algorithm, overplay to the Instagram algorithm. Now, is there a lot of competition on Google? Yes. But if you're strategic about your SEO, if you create substantial high quality content, you can totally compete. And it is a longer game in that it's slower at first. Like on Instagram, you might get some kind of some instant gratification, some quick little success. Mm-hmm. But it can be really long and slow and hard to turn it into Yeah. A list of qualified leads. Google, exactly the opposite. And YouTube is actually quite similar. It's kind of the The merge between the two, right? On the one hand, yes, YouTube wants to keep people on their platform. But on the other hand, you get to do some real deep relationship building on YouTube Mm. with people Mm. seeing your face, hearing your voice, and you getting to talk to them for 10, 15 minutes at a time. You can teach them so much. They can really get to know you. They can fall in love with you. And so, whether YouTube likes it or not, those people head over to your website and sign up for your email list. I have seen this over and over again. I get the highest conversion rates from YouTube to my email list.
1: Oh, that's so good. I love what you said because it's so true about social media. I am an advocate for using it, but using it in a way that doesn't burn you out because I think it's great to build your authority and have people connect with you. But I agree 100%. That, is, that should not be something that you look to to make sales, but to build connection, to establish mm-hmm. your authority and put content out there so people can find you. So content marketing is key but you can definitely do it in a way that is sustainable. So Gillian, you have really gone with YouTube full throttle, and it's worked great for you. For other people who are, you know, most of the people in my community, they're copywriters, virtual assistants, service providers, some are not, but a lot of them are. So if they want to make this sustainable and low maintenance, but still effective, what platform would you recommend them starting on?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Well, The thing that's on the top of my mind at the moment, just because we were just talking about is Instagram. And I'll just say a lot of people want to use Instagram because they enjoy Instagram and they see their competition on Instagram. So I think there's a little bit of FOMO that goes along with it. And I would say you don't need to suppress that urge. I'm not saying Instagram bad. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you need to be strategic if you're going to use Instagram because it is not trying to help you especially with kind of the metrics, the way they present the metrics to you and the way they kind of feed into the dopamine. You know, they want you to be constantly posting and giving you that gratification when you get the the engagement. So I would say, make sure that you're not trying to use Instagram to make noise in hopes of converting people to an email list in hopes of eventually getting them to buy a product or in hopes of them seeing your posts and then deciding to hire you. Really where the magic is going to happen is by engaging with the audience, even in your post, making sure that you are giving the people you truly want to attract what they want and just trying to create, I would say, create noise. Don't try to be like flashy with the marketing, but create the noise, create the conversation, start those conversations. Okay, we want it to be a two-way conversation. It's not about the likes, it's about the comments, so much mm-hmm. more. Then bring those conversations into your DMs. That is where people are going to commit to you. Hmm. once they've committed to you when they want a copywriter they're gonna hire you they're not gonna go hire someone who they don't know they're gonna hire you exactly. because they know you right you do it too if you need a landscaper if you know a landscaper you hire the landscaper Absolutely. you know you do not go out there and like look up someone on google right you trust the person you know simply because you know them and people have a bias this is just a psychological principle. They have a bias towards trusting people who they know. We all think that our friends are trustworthy simply because we know them. The fact that you know someone does not make them trustworthy, but people think that it does. They subconsciously think that it does. And so if you can create that level of connection with them, they will hire you. And if they don't need a copywriter, they're not going to hire you either way. Right. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And I love what you touched on, because I'm always harping on this, that social media is about connection so that's why cold pitching in the DMs doesn't work. So please don't do it. But I oh, yeah. love <laughs> I love Gillian's method of creating conversations because I advocate for this all the time. You can use the DMs. It's okay to message someone that you don't know, but just don't message them trying to sell them something. Create a conversation first, right? Warm them up first. So you've shared some really fabulous advice here. And for everyone watching live, please drop your questions because at the end, we are gonna go back and answer them. So. Any questions that you have about passive income, specifically to your business, how to transition, anything at all, please drop it in the comments and we will answer your question at the end. Okay. so for people who are interested in pursuing this, Gillian, how long does it take to build the funnel and see some results, even if they're not at that 100K mark just yet? And then on the second part of that question, how about how long does it usually take to get to that 100K mark?
0: Great questions. Okay. So you know how earlier I was talking about the iterative testing model and how with every piece of the funnel, we are launching it before we move on to the next one. Well, many of those funnel pieces make you money directly. So for example, when we get to the point that we launch your sales email sequence, for example, we launch it live. You send out those emails live. You make money right then. You don't have to wait till the whole funnel is built or until your evergreen traffic systems are up and running. You make money then. We've got these different, we call them paydays in the program, these points at which you launch something that makes you money. And that starts just a few weeks into the program when you do your first beta launch with your product. And most people see at least several hundred dollars, if not their first few thousand dollars come in that point. We've had so many students go through and in their first five to ten thousand dollars right at that point. Now, the reason it varies so much a lot of the time has to do with just the product price. You know, some people are selling something that is really inexpensive. Other people are selling a more expensive product. And as a general rule, we find that when you're selling a more expensive product, you're able to see more success in terms of dollars earned earlier on. Yeah. After that first point, then you get to the point where you are able to launch your webinar, you're able to launch your sales emails, and those are also additional paydays. So I would say that basically about once every month or every other month, you're going to have one of these paydays until your system is all up and built. And that is a three month period, okay? We spend three months building the funnel. And then 100K Mastermind is actually a 12 month mentorship program because building the traffic generation systems is a longer process. It is, I would say it's the long game really. And it's where a lot of people just give up. Now, we are really strategic about this in that we have some quick wins for that, that can get you to start generating traffic right away. There's always going to be that balance between things that are more passive, but a lot of the time have lower rates of return or are slower to build versus things that are less passive, but get you more kind of instant results, right? So we structure the traffic generation systems to take advantage of that. So we start out with some things that are a little bit more effort and get you results quicker. But at the same time, we start laying the bricks for those pieces that are going to be more passive and give you the longer term results. So all that to say, the goal is to hit $100,000 annual recurring revenue within the 12-month period. You get paid throughout the entire process. And as far as the actual funnel build, that's normally three months.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that you can see results as you're working. And it's not this long drawn out thing where you have to wait to make money. I think that those smaller milestones, they encourage you to keep going because you're not just like working relentlessly at something and not seeing anything from it. You are literally getting results as you go. And I will say in building my passive revenue stream, that's the route that I took. And it really helps because you can get feedback along the way. You see progress along the way. And it's just those little signs that let you know you are going in the right direction. So I absolutely love your method, Gillian. Again, anyone watching, even if you are watching this replay later, please drop your questions in the comment section so that we can answer them for you. We wanna make sure that you are set up for success if this is something that you want to pursue. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Gillian's program, head over to thevirtualmama.com slash 100K and I'm gonna drop that link as well once the live is over in the comment section, but you can learn all about Gillian and her program there. Now, as we are starting to wrap up, I would love for you to just speak on just the difference between like when you're kind of figuring this out on your own and when you have that support system and like that roadmap, because it really is a day and night difference, even in my own experience. So why don't you speak to that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so this is something that I, I feel really passionate about, because if you have ever considered doing online courses, or really, I'd say if you've ever bought an online course yourself. You probably know from firsthand experience that online course completion rates are really low. A lot of people, high percentage of people, I believe it's about 30% of people, after buying an online course, they don't even ever log in. They buy it because they think they want it. But really, buying it is the easy part of the process. Logging in, watching the videos, doing the work, that's the hard part, right? So something like 30% of people never even log in. Then you've got 50, 60, 70, 80% of people who never make it past like the first module or two. And then you've got 90% of people who never finish it, right? And there's just something wrong with that, right? And I've sold online courses in my business. But when it came to creating a program like 100K Mastermind, I did not want it to be an online course. I knew that that was not going to work for people. I knew that this was too big a task, even though we keep it as simple and like 80-20 principle as possible, meaning, you know, doing the least amount of work for the biggest results. Even though we really prioritize that, people still have mental challenges to overcome with it. They still feel like it's going to be hard. And that feeling can stop people from ever even taking action. So we knew we were not going to create an online course. We were going to create essentially a group coaching program based in curriculum. Now, the difference here is that this is not us getting on a Zoom call every week and just like talking it out. Where are you at with this? You know, me answering your questions. It's nothing like that at all. We've got the curriculum that you would typically see with an online course to pave the path to to be the roadmap for how to get from here to there. But we also have the coaching component where we pair literally every 100K Mastermind student with a one-on-one coach where they get one-on-one coaching throughout the entire- yeah. Yeah. It's and expensive, but it's worth it because the results we see with our students are so much better. And yeah. I, I just believe so firmly that not only is that the right thing to do and it makes me feel so much better about, you know, this work that we're doing, but also that ultimately it's going to be better for even my bottom line because happy students don't refer people, right? If someone who likes your product isn't going to send customers your way, someone who gets results with your product is okay successful students they refer other customers and so it is my priority to make as many of our students as successful as possible because i know that that is what ultimately is going to make 100k mastermind the most successful product on the market
1: And I want to clarify something. When she's saying that it's expensive, she's not talking about what you guys pay. She's talking about like coming out of her pocket. So I just want to clarify that. It's expensive for me to run the program
0: because we offer this hands-on coaching for every single student. It's like one of the biggest line items in my business's budget.
1: Like she's going out of her way to do this when she could keep those profits to herself and not like include that, right? Because she really actually wants people to succeed. And I love that because a lot of programs similar to this they don't offer that, like who gets their own like one on one coach like that is mind blowing and phenomenal, so I think anyone interested in passive income needs to know about this, honestly. Now we have some questions coming up here. Someone asked if you could say a tiny bit about the most recommended traffic generation system
0: mm, yeah, so it kind of depends
1: on your goals, like I said, there are
0: ones that are lower lift but are going to take a little bit longer to get off the ground. And then there are ones where they're a little higher lift, like you have to put a little bit more effort into them, but you can get results quicker. Not even an option for me is ones that are higher lift, get quick results, but don't have any continuity in the future. Okay, so I don't think you should go out there and make TikToks, even if that can drum up some business, because the the shelf life of TikToks is like, you know, maybe a day. right? So we don't want to do that. Instead, we want to think, you know, what can I do that'll get me results now, but will also continue to get me results in the future. And for that, collaborations, kind of like what Joe and I are doing right now, we didn't happen to schedule this collaboration quite for this reason or in this way. But when you're first starting out, If you can get these collaborations and it's something we show you how to do in 100K Mastermind collaborations like what Joe and I are doing, well, that is a way that you can instantly get access to a much bigger audience. So the reason Joe and I's collaboration here is a little bit different is because imagine if I had no audience and then I was here, you know, doing this with Joe and now I get to talk to Joe's audience. That'd be awesome, right? Now, as it happens, you know, I already have an audience. And so he has a big one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we just want to share with each other's audiences. And that's helpful, too. But that is you know, gold, it's a huge step forward when you're first starting out. You don't have to spend months, 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 maybe years trying to build an audience of your own on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, some other short form platform like that. Instead, it's your it's your shortcut to success. And I think it's about as close to a shortcut to success as you can get you instantly get to talk to a bunch of qualified customers. When it comes to longer term strategy, I am all about the using pillar content long-form pillar content and Mm -hmm. doubling down on SEO. So I'm talking about making some really strategic, high-quality YouTube videos or blog posts or podcast episodes that you can use over and over again. Content that really impresses people so they share it is really helpful so they trust you and love you and want more from you. And content that is conversion-oriented that happens and a psychological level, from the content being so helpful, and then from kind of a tactical or like practical level, from making sure that you end with a clear call to action, converting people to the next step of your sales process. Now, I don't want you to end up on the content hamster wheel unless you are passionate about creating content. You know, some people are writers. They want to write. Some people are teachers. You know, that's me. I want to teach. So I make content every single week because <laughs> I have stuff I want to share. I have stuff that I want to communicate. I have stuff that I think would be helpful to other people to know. And I want to tell them about it. Right. But if that is not you, then I want you to create 10 pieces of pillar content, very strategically designed pillar content that your audience is not your audience, your target market is going to love and is also designed to convert them to
1: purchasing your product. That is so smart. I love that. You can create these pillar pieces of content and then you just keep, you know, optimizing them as time goes on and promoting them instead of creating mm-hmm. new ones, right? So optimizing you're optimizing
0: them. Yeah. And yeah, promoting them or marketing them is what I normally say, which you might think, well, how do I market them if I don't have an audience? You can market them. It kind of comes back to this, right? You get in front of someone else's audience, then you mention those pieces of content. Yeah. You make them so awesome that other people start linking to them. People want to link to the ultimate guide to email marketing if they're talking about email marketing. It's like, here's a resource you can check out. This will help you out, right? If it's truly as good as it
1: could be. There's so much that we could say on this topic and we could just <laughs> <For> keep <sure. laughs> going all day probably. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. So again, if you want to learn more about her 100K Mastermind program, go to thevirtualmama.com slash 100K. And if you just have questions about it, feel free to reach out. You can email me. You can drop a comment here and we will answer your question. We appreciate everyone who tuned in today. Gillian, how else can people connect with you?
0: Well, first of all, just thank you so much for having me. Um, If people want to learn more about me, the best way to do that would be to go to my website, gillianperkins.com. You could also look me up on YouTube. Just type in my name, Gillian Perkins, on YouTube, and you will find my YouTube channel, which is just a treasure trove is the word that's coming to mind right now. treasure trove of business strategy and marketing videos I've been posting on YouTube for about six years now. So there is a lot of content there. I've also got my podcast, which is probably the best place for you to go right now. Work less, earn more. And I also did a special limited podcast series recently. It's called The 100K Method, and it just guides you through actually how The 100K Method works and answers a lot of commonly asked questions about it. So that would be a great place for you to go if you're interested in learning more about The 100K Method and building a 100K funnel for your business. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of work less earn more. Now here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more.